0: the link between personal development and success in business and in life. It's been said that your level of success rarely exceeds your level of personal development. Today, we visit with business coach Sean Kincaid on the six smart ways to invest in yourself so that you can build the life you most want for yourself and the people you care about. Hint, they're easier to do than you might think.
1: Welcome to this episode of Let's Make Work Optional with True Wealth & Company in Overland Park, Kansas. True Wealth & Company incorporates strategies and products of the super rich to help you reach your financial goals and make work optional. We utilize elite wealth planning methods to help manage life solutions. We strive to help you maximize and achieve all that's important to you, which includes taking care of the people you love, helping the causes that are important to you, and making a difference in the world learn how to apply the habits of the super rich and gain insight on how they acquired their wealth in this episode of let's make work optional and now here's Brian Sarf president and ceo of true wealth and company
0: welcome to let's make work optional i'm Brian Sarf we're here every tuesday at 5 a.m. and i hope you are too you can find the let's make work optional podcast on itunes anchor.fm or wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's episode, I am joined by none other than Sean Kincaid, legendary business coach here in Overland (laughs) Park. I knew they'd get a laugh out of you, Right, there you go. But uh, glad to have you in the studio with me today as we uh, talk about personal development, in business and in life
2: thanks for having me
0: glad to have you here absolutely so off the top of your head what have you found to be most helpful for folks that are trying to improve in business and in life
2: so it seems overly simplistic but they have to just want to and put the effort behind it so it's one of those things where i think a lot of people want to be better they probably intuitively or intellectually get the idea that if you can make the engine stronger you're going to get more out of it but actually finding the time or carving out the time and the effort to do it is where i think most people tend to fall apart so they have to want
0: it for themselves a lot
2: right they have to they have to prioritize it yeah you can't you can tell somebody to do it all day but if they don't actually intrinsically want to get better they're not going to get better
0: now amen to that so the key takeaways from today's show are We're gonna talk about the six key components to engaging in personal development, or make personal development a true priority by tackling it as soon as you wake up, and don't overlook tried and true methods to improve yourself. You don't need the latest flashy technique in order to achieve results. So let's talk about these six steps to personal development and how have you found them as they work for you and your clients?
2: And obviously, I don't know if we want to talk about the source material for these or... Of course, yeah, fire away. Yeah, based on this, this is a, it's called the Saver System, which is was originally written by a guy named Hal Elrod, who wrote uh, several books, but one of them is The Miracle Morning. He basically breaks it down into a fairly simplistic six steps to personal development I guess just to get through the high level first and then we can dig in might make more sense. So SAVER stands for Silence, Affirmations, Visualization, Exercise, Reading, and Scribing. So I think he took some liberties there to make it sound like a, a good acronym. But you got to have your acronyms. Right, you know? Either way, it worked out. But I do think he makes some good points. And if we want to just jump into these one by one, the first one is SILENCE. And he talks about meditation, and he talks about the idea of stilling your mind. And, I, and there's definitely a ton of value there. It's amazing how much more people talk about that today than they did even five years ago or 10 years ago, certainly.
0: Well, from the distractions today, if nothing else, it's putting down your telephone right. and not being engaged with it, not turning on the computer, not turning on the TV or the radio. Right. And it's just having a few minutes...
2: To think. To
0: think and right. to allow your mind to clear in the day... A lot of folks like to meditate at the beginning of the day. Some like to meditate later in the day. Others use yoga or running as their time for when they quiet their mind as they're out running and and doing their thing. So whatever works best, it's normally you have a quiet place when you're going to do
2: it. And I think you're exactly right. It's the distractions. And again, if you don't do anything about it, I'm still amazed at the people I see on their phone. It'll beep whenever they get a new email. You can turn that off. And the people that haven't figured that out, or maybe they just like that thrill of adrenaline of, hey, somebody sent me a a message.
0: What's what's most fun is when you're in a really good conversation with somebody Mm -hmm. and their phone dings. Right. and, And they are so antsy to get that sucker out of their pocket to see what came through rather than spending time in the present, it can really pull you away in an important meeting, Right in an important engagement. Can you imagine sitting there with the dentist and his phone beeps and he stops in mid-work to check his <laughs> phone and read his email and put it back in his pocket and go to work yeah. again? So let's go to number two. And we can't forget on number one on silence, prayer, that the mm-hmm. power of prayer right. has been proven time and time again. For those that are engaged in prayer every morning, that is your time of silence mm-hmm. to reflect, to pray, And to really clear your head as you start your day. Affirmations. Let's talk about
2: affirmations. How have you used those? So affirmations, I always think funny because I think back to the Saturday Night Live skit, you know. um, Which
0: one? I don't know it. Oh, now I'm going
2: to blank on the Uh-oh. guy's name, but it's basically uh, standing in front of a mirror. You're good enough. You're strong enough. And people like you. Stuart Smalley. That, that, okay, that's yeah, what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to look at somebody that's doing an affirmation process and it's kind of silly. It it feels silly if you're doing it. The reality is they've actually done a lot of science to show that that type of positive input does make a huge difference. And it can really help people feel better about themselves. It almost creates a loop where you know you're you're affirming things that you believe in. You're you're affirming your self worth, things like that. It builds confidence. You know, a lot of positive things can come out of it. You just have to get past the idea of I'm talking to myself.
0: We all talk to ourselves all day, every day, whether right.
2: you want to or not.
0: Right. What I found affirmations to do is it's just there so that you're aware of the negative and distorted thoughts that you might have. Yep you know, negative thoughts aren't bad. Positive thoughts aren't bad. And negative thoughts aren't good and positive aren't good. Because if you're all positive all the time, you're going to miss the lessons of the negative. Yep. And if you're all negative all the time, you're not going to have many friends. Or actually, you can commiserate in misery with many. Or you're going to be laying on the floor curled up. <laughs> you know. But the distorted thinking are things that you think that just aren't true. For example. I don't want to talk to my spouse, my business partner, my kids about this because they're going to react this way. Right. Well, you're not a mind reader. How do you know how they're going to react? Yep. And so you have things that we self-talk all day, and I find the affirmations are trying to replace some of that Mm self-talk. Yep. Because you can be your own critic. You can really be hard on yourself. You can never be satisfied. You can always be nitpicking perfectionist when the world isn't that way affirmation sometimes can help you get through some of that self-talk that's just not empowering you, if you will. Uh, Number three, visualization.
2: Yeah, visualization is an interesting idea. And again, you go back to the science, they've actually done science with people in sports. So as an example, they'll have somebody practice free throws and somebody else visualizing practicing free throws. And the net outcome is actually about the same. And it gets back to that idea of if you can't see yourself doing it, then you're not going to be able to do it. You've got to be comfortable with something. And the best way to be comfortable with something is to actually do it. And the second best way then would be to visualize doing it. A lot of times you can do that when you've quieted yourself and you've had some time to meditate and you start thinking about, okay, how do I want this meeting to go? Or how do I want this discussion to go? And just basically go through that process mentally before you actually have to do it in real life.
0: I know Michael Phelps talked about visualizations being—he used it a lot—a huge know? part of his success on his multi-medal run, the Olympics, and you know, really has etched him in everybody's brain. It's just an amazing accomplishment, and yep. you know, we forget sometimes. He makes it look so effortlessly, and you forget how many hours he spent in the pool when it was cold, hot, raining, when he wanted to be somewhere else, and he used those visualizations and those techniques and just that commitment to be the best to
2: achieve that. By the time he actually was in a race, he'd gone through that particular race dozens of times, and the race was actually kind of almost anticlimactic because he felt, felt like he'd already done it.
0: Amazing how powerful the mind is. Yeah. Uh, for those of you just joining us, I'm talking with Sean Kincaid, business coach with Aspire here in Kansas City, and we're talking about the link between personal development and success in business and in life. Number four, exercise. How about that? Exercise comes up again
2: yeah. and again yeah, and it's again. it's amazing how important it is, right? <laughs> um, who knew when you were back in high school and you hated PE class? But I had my doctor once <laughs> tell me, he said,
0: you just got to move enough. You can move the blood from your toes to your nose. And you got to get it rotating in there and get it running yeah. through the body.
2: And that's actually a great point because I think a lot of times, and I think about what it took to get me to the gym And part of that was to get past the idea that it had to be some really big deal and you had to have a full-fledged workout plan. And some people love to do that. That's great. For the rest of us, for me, to your point, I go to the gym basically as a way to get away from things. That's one of my quiet times. Mm -hmm. And my whole goal is to break a sweat. That's it.
0: (laughs) Don't you listen to books while you uh, exercise? Yeah.
2: So for me, it's a great chance to listen to some books and you break a sweat and I enjoy it. And then that makes sure I'm going to go back next time.
0: Now, business or personal books?
2: Actually, at the gym, usually it's personal books. Good. It's usually something fun. So. That's good. So yeah. you can
0: get away from a little bit and yeah, and listen to things that are more fun. Yeah. So what's one of your favorites you listen to?
2: Oh, a lot of thrillers and you know things that are fast-paced. Yeah, that are just kind of almost Saturday afternoon movie type of books. You there know, you those go. Kind of things. Yeah. yeah.
0: Number five on our list. So we're talking about this list of savers. We've talked through silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise. And now, good old-fashioned, using the eyeballs
2: for some reading. And this is obviously huge for me. I, as you know, do the monthly business book review. Talk about your business book review that you do each month. Yeah, so this is, it's actually, I've now been doing it about five years. It's so awesome. It's, it's been a long time. So every every month, I will pull a book that I feel like my clients probably should have read, and I know most of them haven't, <laughs> and I will <laughs> summarize that. Literally, it's a usually about a seven or eight-page summary that gets all the key points in the book. And then I'll present that as a discussion over breakfast with usually about 25, 30 people in the room. It goes over really well. It's it's a great way to kind of walk away with the key ideas. I had somebody tell me the other day, you know, hey, I really love those. I got a lot out of them. And it made me realize, yes, I should buy this book and read it, you know, so it was kind of the enough to get them where they wanted to go. And I've had other people that said, hey, that was great. Learned a lot. Now I don't need to buy the book. <laughs>
0: What email can somebody send you an email to if they would like to get on your list to attend your uh, your meetings? And who's the target audience for being there?
2: It's primarily business owners, but it would be business owners and professionals. Basically, anybody that's into personal development. I okay. mean, if, a lot of the stuff we talk about would be personal development, but probably at least half of it is also how do you scale a business? How do you grow a business? You know, all the topics that are around that. So. What email should they email you so, at? Yeah, my email address is kincaid. At Aspire KC, so S-K-I-N-K-A-D-E at AspireKC.com. A-S-P-I-R-E. Yep. AspireKC.com.
0: Awesome. So reading, we know that's a big component. We know that's how a great way you learn. You know, some of us just learn through watching. Some learn through listening. Some learn through doing. Some learn through a combination of those pieces. And yep. I can see in his system, he's employing all of those that may
2: work better or not, depending on your style that you learn with. And you mentioned it earlier, so I do the audio books. I mean, even with reading, there can be variations of that, whether if you're more impacted by listening. And it's been interesting to me, there are books that I will read, and then it's a completely different experience, even if it's the same book, if you're listening to it. And so it it does come across differently. So you got to kind of find what works for you.
0: I love his point here. He says, if you read 10 pages a day, Mm-hmm. And it takes you 15 minutes. You could read 18, 200 page books in a year.
2: It's a lot of new ideas. I mean it's
0: pretty incredible to yeah. pick that up and you read that some of the top CEOs and the and the top most successful are reading 40 a year or more books. Right. Which means they're putting in either they can read 20 pages in 15 minutes <laughs> or they're reading right. 20 pages in 30 and they're cranking out their books that they're yeah. going to get through each year. Yep. Uh, number 6. Scribing, which is journaling. Let's talk about that.
2: How have you found that to be effective for your clients? One of the things that I think journaling does for you, I think it does a couple different things, and he talks specifically about a gratitude journal. And if you're not familiar with that, that's basically every day going out and, and taking the time at the end of the day or, or whenever it works for you and write down three things that you're thankful for, that you have gratitude. And the reason why that's important is that it's scientifically proven that if you're feeling gratitude, you're not feeling anger or any number of negative emotions. You literally can't be thankful and also have a negative emotion. it's yeah. They don't work together. And so the whole concept of gratitude journal is just to kind of instill that mindset. If you find yourself a cynical person, that's one way to gradually take yourself out of that negativity and into somebody that's going to be much more positive. And positive people tend to be more successful.
0: That was a a seminar series from Adam Hamilton was on gratitude. Yeah, absolutely. Great seminar he had, great books that he shared. You can go back and pull up the sermons at core.org. And walk through about gratitude and how powerful it can be for the soul, for you personally. And just to remind you about all the people that have helped you get where you're at. Because sometimes you forget the people here and there that help you along the way.
2: And it's a great way to just change your mindset over time. And I think the other thing with scribing is that the way adults learn, it's not necessarily listening or reading or watching something. It's reflecting on what you've listened or read or watched. And that's that reflection piece is actually how you learn. So if you never take the time to reflect, which gets back to silence and meditation, but it also gets back to journaling, if you don't reflect on how that works for you, then you don't really learn it. So Mm -hmm. it's an interesting.
0: Great point to put all this uh, together that all these things are great, but you still have to sit down and kind of write through them all and see what they mean to you. Right. And how they apply to you and how they apply to what you're trying to achieve and what you're trying to go after. Yep. Jim Rohn, phenomenal motivational speaker, phenomenal thinker in the world of personal development. He said, your level of success will rarely exceed your level of personal development. And that is so true in life. It's so true in your career. It's so true as being a business owner. Yep. Take for a minute and talk about your practice at Aspire and the Mm -hmm. the coaching that you do and share that with our listeners who may not have worked with you before. I've worked with you in the past and loved it. I've had other clients that have worked with you and really loved your approach. And just share a little bit, if you would, about your consulting business.
2: You know, in a lot of ways, it's keeping it simple. So historically, my background, as you're aware, is it was in consulting and more Fortune 100 management consulting type of stuff. And what I discovered when I started Aspire, which has now been over 13 years ago, is the difference between consulting and coaching. And consulting is, hey, I'm going to bring you a great answer. You know, I'm going to listen to your problem. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write up a really cool answer, give it to you. You're going to pay me some money, and I'm going to walk away. And then inevitably, nothing happens. That's just kind of how that works. But coaching is much more about a relationship. It's much more about an ongoing way to help people figure out Where they need to go next. And so there's an element of bringing out the best in people and challenging them, still giving them great ideas, but it it has to be something that they buy into and they engage on. And a lot like personal development, the people that are going to succeed with it are the ones that want to get better and they want to put the effort in and they want to figure out okay, I feel like I've plateaued. I feel like I'm stuck. I know I can make more money. I know I should see my family more. I know you know, all these different things. It depends on what they want to do, but helping them figure out how do I get from where I am to where I want to be? Because it's not going to happen overnight.
0: What are the major challenges that business owners bring to you that they are looking for you to provide them counseling and
2: help with? Probably the single biggest problem I hear today, and I think this has probably been true for a while, is people. The variations of people problems. So it's, it's either the people they already have, so then it becomes a leadership issue or it becomes a recruiting issue or some other things and helping them figure out okay do you have the right people on the bus are they all in the right seats do you know where you're going do you know how you're going to get there and and do they know all of that so there's a lot of leadership components in there and then probably from there it gets back to strategy do you really have an an idea of what the big picture that you're trying to go after a lot of times business owners will just get caught up in day-to-day stuff right The phone rings, Mm -hmm. a customer's upset, whatever it is, they're spending all their time just doing whatever's right in front of them with no idea of, okay, what does this thing need to look like six months from now or a year from now? And if you don't pay any attention to that big picture, all you're gonna do is keep reacting. And so you've gotta proactively get in front of it. And that's the benefit of having somebody as a third party ask you the hard questions. Mm -hmm. And say, okay, what are you trying to do? Let's stop for a minute and see how this fits into the big picture and and have those discussions. I
0: really enjoyed that engagement when we had to go through the questions that you would ask. Right. Because you may have four or five and you think, hold on. Number two is going to take me a while to think through that one. (laughs) Right. I'm going to have to follow this list on the savers list and reflect on that before I can give you a full answer.
2: And it is. It's a process. It's not a one-time thing. It's not a, I wish I had a silver bullet that said, okay, here you go. This is all you need. Life doesn't work that way. And so it's an ongoing process, which is why a lot of my clients I've been working with for several years.
0: As we look at all of these applications, one of the key takeaways were the six components. The second one is just basically saying personal development has to be a priority when you wake up, Mm -hmm. that it's one of the first things you have to do for the day. We've heard these from Stephen Covey. There's nothing that's going to be new out there. There may be a new app or a new way or just new verbiage, but it's the same old thing of write out your intentions and plan your day before you go to bed, what you're going to do tomorrow. Right. And so your brain can think about it while you're sleeping. Number two, is that you've got to get up in the morning and have that time to yourself. However you have that system set up, Elrod suggests that you put your alarm clock across the room so you have to get out of bed to go turn it off. So then you're less likely to hit the snooze button and sleep in and procrastinate because you don't want to start the day procrastinating alarm goes off, get up and get rolling. Right. And then number three is start your day with a full glass of water, really just to fill your body up with uh, with good nutritious water to get everything running and going and, and get moving and, and start thinking your day and follow these steps to what's most important for your path for personal development.
2: Yeah, I thought the last one was, was interesting. And, and I think he's probably right. It's just probably not something most people would think of necessarily. And it's obviously very simple. It's one of those things where because it's so simple, I think it's easy to overlook. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was interesting that he included that just as a very obvious, hey, you should take care of yourself, even even in a very simple way.
0: What else would you add to this list if you're looking at simple things you can do to stay on your track for personal development?
2: I mean, I think what I've seen with my clients and just other people that I've worked with or talked to in general is that if you want to get better, you have to schedule it. It's not just going to happen. And so you can have all the good intentions in the world, but if you don't actually carve out the time, like literally go to your calendar, block out time, whether that's first thing in the morning or whatever works best for you, but actually set a meeting with yourself and keep the priority of that meeting as if you were meeting with your best client. Mm -hmm. If you don't do that, I guarantee you something's going to come up. Always does. Yeah. And, and so you then you'll never actually put the effort in. You'll never get that reading done or you'll never listen to that podcast or, or whatever it might be that, that you feel like is going to help you out. So you've got to make it a priority, but actually then follow through and make it happen. And I know a big part of personal development is
0: trying to find the new trend, trying to find the latest self-help and the latest approach. And I think what Elrod says in here is you can't ignore the tried and true and search for something new and flashy. Elrod says we all want the latest and greatest thinking or the newest app to solve our problems but i admittedly had to admit that these fundamental well-established ideas were what the most successful people out there swear by
2: yep if it's tried and true that means people have been doing it for a long time and it probably works now granted the world's different now but it's not that different we're still people so a lot of these ideas are fairly basic but they also work
0: so if i can summarize it's you have to want success for yourself right somebody else can't want it for you right You have to set aside the time on your calendar to make it happen weekly, if not daily. You need to follow a a system, whether you follow the saver system here, whatever works best for you to do that. But know that you've got to plan your day before you go to bed so you can think about it. Start the day off of what's important to you in personal development. Set some time aside to run through these. And the last item is you got to go to Sean's book club every (laughs) month. That's right. To stay on track and on top of what's out there in in personal development. And it's not just what you learn in the class, but it's also everybody
2: that you interact with. It's all the discussions. And to kind of add on to that and, and also talk about the next book that I'm doing, you make things a habit. And once something's a habit, so it may feel overwhelming to start a new practice, to start doing something that you're not used to doing. And it will take a lot of effort at first. But if you can make something a habit... By definition, that means you start doing it without it taking a lot of effort. And so that's the goal for this type of stuff is find something that works for you and then find a way to make it part of your daily habit routine. What's the next book? The book that I'm doing this month is called Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits. Who's that by? James Clear. James Clear. Um, Fantastic book. So it's. You may have heard of The Power of Habits, Mm -hmm. uh, which was written by Charles Duhigg, also a very good book. Clear actually takes a lot of those ideas and then a lot of other kind of science-based ideas and builds on that. So it makes a really clear framework of what it takes to create new habits and and what it takes to break bad habits. So it's a really practical, interesting way to look at kind of behavior.
0: What's your email address one more time?
2: s Kincaid at AspireKC.com.
0: S-K-I-N-A-D-E at AspireKC.com.
2: S-K-I-N-K-A-D-E. Did I forget the K? k Yeah, the second K is tricky. So Sean Kincaid, it's Sean Kincaid, yeah. (laughs) I've seen all the variations. What a fruit loop I am. (laughs)
0: Uh, Closing thoughts as we wrap up this wonderful podcast, and thank you for taking time out of your day uh, to sit down
2: here and record with me. Yep, happy to do it. I'm a huge fan, and, and probably as I've gotten older, I've realized how much, how important personal development really is. I think a lot of times when you're in your 20s or your 30s, and and you're you're looking around, you're just trying to stay busy. You're you know you've got stuff going on. The reality is, if you're not investing in yourself, then you're gonna plateau. You're gonna hit a wall, and you're not gonna know how to move forward. And that's where the personal development comes in. You've got to keep learning. And what's interesting to me is when you look at the world and the pace of change, that's why. I mean, our world is so different now than it was even two or three years ago. Yes. And two or three years from now, it's going to be even more so. There's new technology. There's new trends. It's coming at a much faster pace than it used to. And if you're not keeping up, you're going to get left behind. Make that commitment to become a lifelong learner. Yep, absolutely. And stay engaged.
0: Reference material for this podcast was provided by AES Nation and VFO Inner Circle. Thanks for listening to Let's Make Work Optional from True Wealth & Company. I'm your host, Brian Sarf, and with me this week has been the one and only Sean Kincaid. We'll be back next Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. Be sure to spread the word about this podcast to your friends and family, and don't keep us a secret. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, connect with us on LinkedIn, and don't ever forget, invest wisely, save early, and let's make work optional.
1: You've been listening to Let's Make Work Optional from True Wealth & Company, Visit us online at RetireWithTrue.com or call 913-653-TRUE. That's 913-653-8783. All matters discussed during this program are for informational purposes only. This podcast in no way shall be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or advisory services to residents in any other state than Kansas or where otherwise prohibited. Topics should be discussed with your advisor prior to implementation. Advisory and insurance services offered through True Wealth & Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas.